The White Sox have a decision to make on Mike Clevenger, but maybe they already have. Uh, if the Sox retool the starting rotation, will Davis Martin have his moment? Uh, first, there were Nick Madrigal uh, rumors. Now there are rumblings about the White Sox expressing interest in Kansas City Royals infielder Nicky Lopez. Uh, how did we get here uh, with the starting rotation in question? What role can Michael Kopech play in 2023? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked on White Sox. Thank you for making Locked on White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Sox. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. A Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Michael Kopech uh, still rehabbing his knee, but uh, he might need to be someone to lean on uh, this upcoming season. Are the White Sox scrambling to find a second baseman because they uh, finally realize the reality? Uh, and what do the White Sox do about Mike Clevenger? Uh, welcome back to Locked on White Sox. Uh, look for episodes next week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, and then we'll get back up to five episodes a week once spring training gets underway, a little less than three weeks away here. Uh, thank you so much, uh, new subscribers on our YouTube channel. Uh, would love for you to pass it along to other White, White Sox fans in your life uh, as we inch closer uh, to the 1,000 subscriber uh, mark. So just revisiting a little bit uh, from uh, the previous episode, a lot of articles, a lot of stuff to consume uh, revolving around Mike Clevenger uh, in that uh, big athletic piece that came out on Tuesday by Brittany uh, Garorley and uh, Katie Strang. And this, we know some things, we don't know a lot of different things. Uh, you know, it feels like we want more, right? And it just seems like parties are staying quiet. Uh, just a reminder, if you haven't heard, uh, White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger uh, under investigation by Major League Baseball following allegations of domestic violence involving the mother of his 10-month-old daughter uh, in child abuse. Um, this is from the White Sox. Uh, this is what the Chicago White Sox, uh, Major League Baseball and the Chicago White Sox take any and all allegations very seriously. And the White Sox are completely supportive of the joint domestic violence, sexual assault and child abuse policy shared by MLB and MLBPA. 
Uh, MLB opened uh, an investigation after learning of these allegations. The White Sox were not aware of the allegations or the investigation at the time uh, of his signing. Uh, The White Sox will refrain from comment until MLB's investigative process has reached its conclusion. Uh, And and really, no word on that process. I mean, uh, who who knows how long... Uh, this process could take. Again, pitchers and catchers uh, should be reporting to uh, Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona, just a few days uh, after uh, the Super Bowl. So we're less than three weeks away. Uh, Clevenger, of course, uh, you know, 32 years old, joined the White Sox uh, via a one-year $12 million free agent deal on December 4th. Uh, he is set to earn $8 million in 2023, and there's a $12 million mutual option in 2024 with a $4 million buyout. Uh, so were the White Sox truly in the dark on this situation? Uh, I, I'm trying to believe them. I want to believe uh, the folks uh, in charge uh, that they did not know a thing. Um What did they know and when did they know it? I feel like that's what we're all asking ourselves as fans. And this is going to be something that's going to be continually peppered uh, at Rick Hahn and and Kenny Williams and uh, and other folks uh, in the organization uh, once spring training gets started. Uh, What was the due diligence uh, process like when Clevenger was recruited and eventually signed? Uh, Did the White Sox ask around the league, maybe try to vet uh, all different avenues uh, if they were even able to, you know, Uh, maybe, maybe they thought by doing that, asking around to other executives that that was going to tip their hand. Remember, Mike Clevenger was signed very quickly in the offseason process. Uh, The White Sox wanted Mike Clevenger. You know, I had the host of Lockdown Padres on shortly after the Clevenger deal was in place and talked a little bit about, uh, you know, why didn't the San Diego Padres want to retain Clevenger? Why didn't they try to re-sign him? The answers varied, but it seemed to me that there was some character questions uh, involved and, and they just felt like, you know, why do we need to bring Clevenger back? We've got other guys, other arms. We can, we can go get other opportunities. We've got the money and the means to do it. Why do we need to bring back a Mike Clevenger with so many uh, question marks? Um, You know, the White Sox, uh, this is so obvious, but you got to say, I mean, they have to get this thing right. And and I don't really know how you get it right at this this moment. Uh, There are so many different angles in the Sox. I don't want to say they're in lose-lose, but uh, it is, uh, it's a mess. It's the situation is really a mess. Uh, it seems though right now, like they, like the sacks are waiting uh, for the investigation to run its course. They are going to sit back and wait to see what develops. Uh, they are not commenting further. And Mike Clevenger is not commenting. Uh, there was an article on, um, CHGO that I found pretty interesting from Vinnie Duber does great work over there. And this is from that article, uh, the athletics report that I referred to earlier in this episode and in the previous episode, I'm sure you probably heard about it and, and read about that article. Uh, the athletics report states that Feinstead uh, has been in contact with the league since last summer. 
uh, when she alleged that the specific choking and slapping incidents to have occurred. A statement from the White Sox said the team was unaware of the allegations in the investigation when agreeing to a free agent deal in November. A source informed CHGO that player agents are not obliged to share information regarding league investigations with teams during negotiations and that neither the league nor the players union shares that information with teams either. Neither the league nor the players union is obligated to share the information with the other party and generally they do not. Uh, So comparisons uh, to Trevor Bauer and what ended up happening with him are there, of course, for comparison. Do the White Sox wait and let the investigation take its course, or do they make a decisive, proactive decision and cut bait right now and just move on? Uh, I know the Sox are not planning to comment, but I would really appreciate a personal statement to go along with their previous one from Jerry or Rick Hahn. Uh, Uh, It will be a major distraction uh, come spring training. Uh, Whether the White Sox wait until Clevenger is suspended by MLB or they cut him right now, the reality is that there's a strong possibility Clevenger will not pitch for the White Sox. So now what? Uh, I think we'll be seeing a whole lot of Davis Martin. Uh, Scott Merkin had a piece on the starting pitching depth on the uh, White Sox website recently. Uh, This was his write-up on Martin. Uh, Davis Martin was a surprise arrival to some in 2022 after not being part of the big league spring training, uh, though he would have been there if not for the CBA negotiations delaying a camp start. The 26-year-old right-hander was a solid addition for the White Sox over nine starts and five relief appearances with his overall numbers skewed downward after allowing nine earned runs in an inning in two-thirds during the final game of the regular season against the Twins. I was there. It was ugly. Uh, So this is what uh, White Sox pitching coordinator Everett Tiford said Uh, internally, we always thought Martin could be a back end of the rotation starter. Uh, So obviously he provides some depth and we can go up there and be uh, a productive starter. Makes you really wish Johnny Cueto was the guy the White Sox were invested in all along. They liked what they saw in Cueto last year and felt like he still had some in the tank. Fan favorite in his short time in a White Sox uniform. Uh, Zach Granke is still out there. Michael Waka are still out there. Uh, the longer the White Sox wait, if that's their decision, the more of a problem I think this becomes, in my opinion. Uh, Pedro Grafol is familiar with Royals infielder Nicky Lopez. Instead of scrambling to make a trade, I'm going to tell you why the White Sox should just stick with what they have. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, We're really excited about our new sports betting partner uh, for Lockdown because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Uh, New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed uh, when you place your first $5 bet. Uh, just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Uh, FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, 
You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Uh, Looking at over-under for the Cincy uh, Kansas City game this weekend, the big AFC NFC Championship. Uh, last time I checked, it was 47 and a half. I like the over in that one. And the uh, over under uh, for the San Fran Philly game uh, was 45 and a half. Liking the under there. Uh, lots of stuff going on at FanDuel. It's all uh, on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use so football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Uh, win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So we heard about Nick Madrigal. Maybe uh, the Sox should uh, take a look at that situation and what the Cubs have going on and, and maybe uh, put together an enticing package, bring Madrigal back and uh, answer all of our second base problems. Uh, it's easier said than done. Uh, doesn't seem like the Cubs know what they're going to be doing with Madrigal. I think Madrigal is questioning what's my role. I heard he was going to be uh, taking some reps at third base. Good luck with that. If I remember his arm correctly. Uh, so recently uh, I hear these rumors now about Nikki Lopez uh, from the Kansas city Royals. Uh, according to Ken Rosenthal, Uh, The White Sox have expressed interest in trading for Kansas City uh, Royals infielder Nicky Lopez. Uh, Sources tell The Athletic uh, Royals are not eager to move Lopez, viewing him as an important depth. A team's plan is to go with Witt Jr. at shortstop, Massey at second base, and Lopez will be utility. Uh, But Lopez could open at second base if Massey is not ready. Uh, well, at least Kansas City seems to have a plan uh, over there. Uh, Nikki Lopez, the pride and joy of Naperville, Illinois, but you already uh, knew that and probably do not want to be reminded of that ever again. Uh, a lefty bat, Lopez is, uh, he's got about uh, 450 games under his belt. I had a solid year back in 2021, played in 151 games. 149 hits, a pair of home runs, 43 RBIs, and slashed 300, 365, 378. Uh, This past season uh, saw a huge drop-off. Lopez played in 10 less games and had uh, only 99 hits, zero home runs, 20 RBIs, and walks were down as well as he slashed 227, 281, 273. So Nicky Lopez would fit right in with the White Sox uh, plans uh, of guys returning to accustomed levels. Uh, So Nick Madrigal over Lopez. Uh, The question is, is how did we get here? How are we discussing this? Are we going to have Madrigal? Are we going to trade for Madrigal? Or are we going to maybe trade for Nicky Lopez? Uh, These are both trade situations, all right? We just can't throw money at these problems. So are the White Sox going to give up something, uh, and is it even worth it? Uh, I'm sure Pedro Grafol, very familiar uh, with Nicky Lopez, and maybe he fits into what he's trying to create with the Sox. But then why wasn't this something that was talked about or orchestrated a long time ago? You know, when Pedro Grafol had his plan of action, and it seemed like Andrew Benatendi fit into that plan, uh, I get it. Lopez was not a free agent, but 
Rick Hahn kept talking about trade, trade. Sacks are probably going to get better through the trade. Maybe Grafol did say something like, hey, if there's a way we can get Nicky Lopez on this team, fits into what I'm trying to do. This is the first time I'm hearing uh, that the White Sox are interested in Lopez. Uh, so is the front office just sitting around right here looking at each other and finally realizing that a Gonzalez-Sosa-Garcia competition uh, does in fact excite nobody? Uh, it's not like Nicky Lopez will, will move the season ticket numbers either. Uh, from Rosenthal's tweet, it seems like Kansas City plans to hold on to Nicky Lopez unless the White Sox make an attractive offer, which to me just does not make any sense. Uh, after the Clevenger news, uh, White Sox need to figure out their pitching situation. Uh, the Sox had their opportunities to sign a veteran second baseman instead of weakening uh, the already weak farm system, just let Gonzalez prove himself, or maybe uh, Sosa is ready to win the job. Look, that's the situation the Sox have put themselves in. Uh, we're still waiting to see what we have in Michael Kopech. Uh, I'm going to tell you why this has to be the year for Kopech to step up. Uh, more on that in a moment. What can we really expect uh, from Michael Kopech? Uh, obviously, his name has been talked about for many, many years. Uh, involved in the in the in the sale trade back in the fall of 2016, uh, his his journey has been well documented all over the place, uh, personally and professionally. Uh, according to James Fegan in a recent Athletic article. A uh, Sox pitching coach, Ethan Katz, saw Michael Kopech recently in Arizona continuing his rehab at the White Sox spring training facility. He's still rehabbing the knee, so we're still building him up. And again, uh, Michael Kopech underwent successful surgery on his right knee at the end of the 2022 season. The procedure addressed a torn meniscus in his right knee. So not an arm situation, but still frustrating, right? You know, I'm rooting for Kopech. And I know, I know there's some folks out there that have kind of, they've dismissed him. And I understand that you got to fan the way, however way you can, you know, that's your personal fandom. And, and I get it. There's people that are in on certain guys and they're out on other guys. And, and you know, it's just part of being a fan. I, I'm really rooting for Michael Kopech uh, to get right. Uh, I, I'm expecting big things disappointed to hear that he's still rehabbing. I was hoping for an all systems go uh, come spring training. In 2022, Kopech started 25 games, pitched 119 in the third innings, uh, had a 3.54 ERA and a 5-9 record. Uh, he did not look right uh, several times this past season. Strikeouts were down, uh, velocity seemed to be down in his control. Uh, especially early in the game, was problematic. Uh, but uh, he had that magical game in New York uh, against the Yankees and, and did not pitch bad uh, at all against the Houston Astros. Uh, we saw glimpses of what could be. You know, look, the starting staff here had so many question marks before the Clevenger news broke. Now we absolutely have to get Giolito back to form. Lynn has to stay healthy in 2023. Cease can't afford a slump. And Kopech, if healthy, needs to make a big leap. Uh, could we see 140 innings from Kopech starting 30 games? 
look, if he is truly, you know, if he's right and he's, and he's healthy and he's ready to go come spring training and after, I don't think 140 innings is too much to ask or 30 or even 30 plus starts. I, I really don't. I think that could be within his range. I mean, that would be ideal for Kopech. You know, Cease is the ace. So Kopech doesn't need to worry about, you know, winning that job. Uh, but if Davis Martin is our fifth, then Kopech needs to be someone the Sox can rely on. Uh, speaking of pitching, uh, how about Mark Burley? The Hall of Fame announcements uh, were made. Scott Rowland uh, heading to Cooperstown. Now, Mark Burley received 10.8% support and 42 votes uh, in Hall of Fame uh, balloting from the Baseball Writers Association of America, returning him to the ballot next year for a fourth time. Uh, pretty exciting. 5% of the vote is needed to stay on the ballot. Now, Roland, the guy that got in this year, in his sixth year of eligibility, received 10.2% of the vote in his very first year with 75% needed uh, for Hall of Fame election. Uh, Burley received 44 votes or 11% in his uh, first year, uh, dipped to 23 last year got 5.8 to just barely stay on and then bounced back in this most recent balloting. So maybe, just maybe, Mark Burley can sneak in eventually. I think he belongs, but it often depends, you know, on who is in your voting class. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Locked On Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get your questions in for uh, next Wednesday's mailbag. Uh, that email is LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. I'll make your second listen. Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll continue to examine off-season scenarios as we count down to spring training and opening day. Really appreciate you making time for the Locked On White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time. Go Sacks.